Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. He is known. It's like, you know, there's certain athletes that just have a name. They, they use a name. Like, what, Tiger? It's, it's, they have one name. It's not their full name. S11 is Sam Bradshaw, but we have to say his name just to make sure you know who that is. If you don't, he's an analyst, data, analytics, etc., and also watches the teams that Baylor will play and also break both teams down. Sam, great to have you on the show. It's nice to talk to you. Craig is here with us because we have no high school game. Uh, So, who's more explosive on offense, Houston or more dangerous, Houston or Baylor? Thanks for having me. Um, The... uh... Houston's probably a little more explosive just because you can rely on them to protect their passer a little bit more and be able to get the ball off. Both teams have some explosive dudes. I mean, Monterey Baldwin certainly certainly has a lot of explosive potential for Baylor and Keetron Jackson. But both teams have the ability to hit the big play. And Houston with Golden, with Manjack, and with uh, Sam Brown, you've got an awful lot of speed there as well as a tailback position. They they can hit some big plays on people, and that's one of their MOs. In order to be able to stop these guys, you have to keep those big plays in check. Sam, um, you mentioned that, look, it was kind of a, or the way you responded to that question, it took you a long time to figure out what that was. These are two bad teams. What do either of them do well enough that the other one could not stop? Well, looking at this matchup, I look at the Houston offense, and that's an offense that's been very productive against basically anybody not named Kansas State or TCU. And both of those teams run a variation of that Iowa State, keep everybody in front of you, defend the run inside, don't allow the big play, live to see another down, but do it out of a multiple coverage look. Um, You know, I think they've had a track record this year of being pretty productive offense across the board. And while their defense hadn't necessarily been good the last couple weeks, it's done a better job of limiting the big plays that absolutely broke them through the early part of the season. They, for those that aren't as familiar with the Cougars, when they had the bye week before the game against the University of Texas, they completely overhauled their defense. Prior to that bye week, they were a four-down, smaller defensive end, smaller interior D lineman, attacking. You have effectively a third corner at nickel. 
you have safeties that can single cover. We're going to blitz you. We're going to offer single coverage. We're going to inflict negative plays. And then when they came out against Texas, and it was a big reason of why they were able to stay in it against that offense that the Longhorns were bringing to bear. Overnight, they switched into, we're going to have three big defensive linemen up front that we're going to just try and live to fight another down against the run there. And we are going to play a lot of coverage. And outside of a couple plays, I think I think Texas got a fade route on them once when they got a little greedy in coverage and offered single coverage to them. But outside of that, they really slowed Texas down. And then Kansas State just dominated them in the trenches. So no matter what approach you have, that's not going to really work out for you if you can't hold up at the point of attack. But they've gotten a lot better at denying the big play on the defensive side of the ball. So they've become a little bit of a different animal to deal with than you would have expected a couple of weeks back. Cause I remember I was on the show with Paul saying that I felt like Houston was a better opportunity for a win than Cincinnati was. And I still feel that way. It had Houston not changed their defense, but now I'm kind of second guessing it because I feel like their new defensive scheme is a tougher nut for uh, Baylor to crack than the old one. So uh, if you're Baylor, Sam, how do you think they try to go about uh, cracking th- uh, that, you know, defensive, uh, you know, Houston change and, and trying to uh, find some some gold on the other side? Well, I think it's an opportunity for redemption for a lot of that offense after the game against Iowa State. Now, Iowa State is an awful lot better at running this style of defense than Houston is. They've got people more suited to it. They've been recruited to it. They've been running it since 2017 instead of running it for a grand total of 17 days. You know, you've got a big difference here, but a lot of the ways you have to attack them are going to be very similar. And then just some of the traits that Houston's had during their games against Texas and K-State, and then also in their prior scheme as well, is they've been pretty poor getting off the field on third down. So Baylor should be able to get some offense going. They should be able to get some running game going. They should be able to move it between the 20s really effectively. I'm just wanting to see this Baylor team that struggled in the red zone all year. They've got to cash in for points. I predicted something along the lines of like 34 to 23 Houston for this game. But included in that, it's five scoring opportunities for Baylor. I'm just predicting they're not going to convert that many of them into touchdowns instead of field goals. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and kind of in this day and age of the way the games go so fast, a lot of points scored and yards, losing four points when the other team scores seven and you're kicking field goals is a great way to lose, especially when you're not very good right now in the first place. Do they have Houston in your way? Any kind of any thoughts about a, a run game threat at all? Can Houston run the ball? Yeah. I think they're they're not a great running team. But as far as the matchup goes with Baylor, I've seen some teams that haven't necessarily been great run teams be able to generate some run yards against Baylor because Baylor's been so inconsistent with their run fits. So I expect Houston will try them out on a number of things. I know, for instance, Counter is absolutely going to be making an appearance. Counter has been one that Baylor struggled to fit in numerous games this year. And Houston will use Donovan Smith on a quarterback counter And then they'll also tag the running back going on a toss play the other direction. And that's one of the staples they've enjoyed this year. Baylor absolutely has to shut that down. They got to shut down zone. They got to shut down power. It's there because Houston's going to test them with the run game because Holgerson is a Mike Leach disciple. He's an air raid guy, but he's an air raid guy that believes in running the football. He wants to line up and hit you. 
he wants to be able to do that. Don't get me wrong. His passing concepts are the same. And if you give him favorable looks to throw it 60 times a game, he's going to do it until you stop it. But compared to some of the other air right guys, this is a guy that absolutely will run the football down your throat if you let him. And Baylor's got to be able to prove they can do it consistently. Because even against some of the not elite running teams they faced this year, they've really struggled to be consistent in that regard. Well, that was Iowa State last week, right? Exactly. I mean, Iowa State's intentional about running the ball, but they haven't really been statistically prolific. And there were a number of plays there where they ripped off long. And there were also a number of plays where Baylor was inconsistent with their coverage. Corners got caught peeking in the backfield. And if Iowa State was a little faster than they were, um, which Houston definitely is, a lot of those plays could have been touchdowns instead of big plays. So Baylor absolutely has to clean it up. The performance they had last week would not be sufficient to win this game. They have to play much better. Sam, um, the running game has been uh, atrocious to the point they don't even try to run the football uh, all that often. You know, it just depends on on the opponent, really. And and so we'll see against Houston. But uh, Dave Aranda was asked about Richard Reese and the fact that, you know, he's going to finish with like half the amount of carries that he had last year. Now, he needed to not have as many carries because as a true freshman, he had way too many probably, right? But, I mean, to the extent of like we hardly even see this guy – it's just head-scratching. He mentioned specifically it has to do with the line and just what they're doing, but is there not a – I mean, is do you buy that? Is is that as, as simple as it is, and I just don't know X's and O's, or is there not a better way to try to get the ball in the hands of the Big 12 newcomer of the year last year? Well, first and foremost, you're looking at can you run the ball? Well, if you're not able to run the ball, your entire running back rotation is not going to get as many carries because you're going to try and find the best way to move the ball. And if that's not working for you, particularly the last couple games where you've been up against a really outstanding defensive front from Cincinnati, and then you've been up against a really outstanding defensive front from Iowa State, things are going to be a little tougher. But also included in that is other members of that rotation have been making some plays in their presence felt. I mean, Richard Reese is a very productive running back, but he's also 180 pounds, and Dominic Richardson and Dawson Pendergrass are a lot bigger. They're going to fall forward more consistently, and if you know you're not getting much of anything, and those running backs are going to have to create what they get, particularly in short yardage, you're probably going to lean on the bigger dude. Um, that's, that's just a matter of situational calls. And then beyond that, you know, it, he's a great wide zone runner, and I think he's really, really talented. But if you're doing wide zone and there's nowhere to go front side and they're taking away the cutback, there's really not a whole lot for you to do unless you can get him the ball in the passing game. And then from there, which back gives you the best chance in the passing game? Which one can protect the best? Which one can run the routes the best? It becomes a bit of a competing within the rotation. And it's not necessarily somebody who's not a great runner or not this or that. It's just in the aggregate, what gives you the best chance to win with the best 11 on the field at the given time with what you do have. And sometimes the decisions that are made at a given position aren't necessarily, if we had really good personnel around you, who would we go to? Sometimes it's, all right, we know we don't have X, so we need to put Y in the game to give ourselves a chance, even though Z would be a better person if we had personnel we wish we had sam last thing if you don't mind maybe in a minute or two uh houston can take it deep in the return game with golden among others brown uh, they are a threat to go on a punt return or a kick return too is that one of the things that could be a difference maker that can definitely be a difference maker 
for them. They've got a lot of speed. And you also got to watch for trick plays with this group. Holgerson has been more than willing to run those long in his career. And, you know, you've, you've really got to watch out because speed kills and they've got a lot of it. Now, Baylor does too, but I feel like Houston's a little more wide open in their scheme. And I feel like Baylor's defensive approach right now and their youth on defense is more prone to giving up big plays. So I think Baylor can definitely win this, but they've got to play a lot better. They've got to be a lot sharper because while neither team's really good, both teams have the speed for big plays to pile up in a hurry. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Sam, great to hear from you. Sikkim365.com and 365 Sports Analyst and Trends, Data, etc. in Sam Bradshaw. Roadmedianetwork.com.